going to say one thing. When Tony starts answering questions, just remain quiet. Because, you know, an old teacher of mine, even when I was in elementary school, said it's better to remain quiet and let the people think you to speak and move exactly. all down. Come on, there you go. Right. You know, That's often attributed Tony, to, intellectual to Lincoln. That is yeah. very often attributed to Lincoln, that quote. Fight shape, Ricci. Tony Ricci's professor at Department of Sports Sciences at Long Island University in Brooklyn, New York, has over 20 years of experience with boxers, MMA athletes, and me. Sir, welcome. Great to be here, gentlemen. Thanks. It's uh, highly appreciated. Really excited. Yeah, man. So we got a lot going on. You're here uh, after a, a, a full day, yeah. for sure. You've got, uh, what, four or five fighters with fights coming up in the next few weeks? Um, actually, more than that, when you include the kickboxing, probably about mm-hmm. 10. But uh, we have uh, three guys fighting this, this weekend, uh, Friday night kickboxing or you know uh glory rules fighting and then al Jermaine's brothers fighting saturday night in atlantic city troy Whoa. troy sterling great guy um incredible wrestling and then too. obviously uh i acquainted at the barclay center and jenny and man uh little paula uh charlie campbell i mean it's paula? crazy paula but, i mean it's always good when you have great energy All walking smiles, in the gym right always smiles and you know. and easily one of the hardest workers in the room yeah i mean and, and you hear this all the time but you know it's like you know do people do they lift you up or they take you down like this yeah. guy to my left we know what direction we're going empty resig you know we go one, di- one I direction am like, i am like <laughs> i'm not i'm coming out let me tell you sun. something i'm coming out guns blazing today i don't know why but i he just looked at me wrong when i walked in i want to i want to go berserk well, he, right now. Sh- he didn't shave yeah, yeah, i that's said what, it. Are you, what are we doing here yeah. this is not you know but uh time. but yeah paul a great energy all right that, that was that was good you got your word and let me let me keep moving on while i have energy <laughs> but paula uh paula jenny nadell charlie campbell raekwon he's a beast and then we move on to uh, Suzaki, Marab, and Aljo at the convention center in Atlantic City. So, yeah, crazy day at the gym today. Al, great sparring today. Came back, great mid-work tonight. Marab was a beast tonight sparring. It was a, really was a fun time at the gym today. Yeah, everybody's on point and uh, very excited for April, man. I tell you. I saw, I saw, I went to this morning while I was in there training and yeah. wow, he looks good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Sharp. So, yeah, it's got to bring it to the octagon. So, so you you have on one on one night you have three fighters yeah. on the card. Uh, how how do you navigate that? Has t- it, t- have t- you t- ever t- had that before? Yeah, let me tell you something. So let me bring you back to uh, April seventh, two thousand and seven. Was it April seventh? So eleven then, years ago. The night Matt knocked out GSP in Houston, I had Drago. And I had Lou Como all on the same card. So, oh, wow. Yeah, crazy. So back then, I think that was really wacky because you didn't really have the super gyms, I don't think, as you do today. That's and, right, yeah. And uh, you know what, man? We all went down there, just business as usual, another day in the gym, and we had a great night. And uh, the rest, as they say, <laughs> what do they say, Mike? It's 11 History. years to the day. Am I allowed to You're allowed to History speak. Universe. As long as you're complimenting me, you're allowed to speak. <laughs> But, I think uh, I think that the the first thing you said to him since it was about not shaving, yeah. I think that that just that set me off. Yeah, yeah. well, I've did. never seen him not 
not com- you, you know, know what it is I don't want I don't want I think the problem is I don't want him that close to me where he even notices like <laughs> right. he was he was pretty close he got he close he's a close talker yeah yeah he was invading my space yeah that's right yeah yeah Oh, the Resigs are big huggers, man. I got to yeah. tell you, big huggers. Big loving family. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I just saw your brother at the gym the other night. Fran, yeah. Yeah. Ah, no, Fran. Fran, that's a, that's a, that's a great guy. That's I'll a, never do nothing guy. to Fran. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Whatever Fran wants, he gets. <laughs> now, do you, now, Volante uh, just signed a, a fight as well. He's, he's fighting uh, Sam Alvey. That's an exciting fight for him as well. I think it's a great fight for, for him, really. He's uh, and Sam Alvey, really nice guy too. Uh, so I think that's going to be uh, there, there that's going to be a be fun a fight. Crap talk, but there there definitely be, not. There won't be any. It crap will be talk. humorous. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I exchanges. think that's the way it's going to go down. Is that they're both they're both kind of just happy go lucky. I don't really know Sam that well, but he's always. I mean, they call him smiling Sam for a reason. Him. But there's a great yeah. vibe. He's never never acting like an idiot in the dressing room. And him and Gian, I think that's that's a perfect matchup. Man, it should be a lot of fun. And you know, Sam moved up to 205, and he had a successful you know uh, outcome his last time, his entrance into there. And that should be great. Yeah. Well, those are the ones that you want to watch. So that's yeah, going yeah, to be an entertaining. Be, a, that's fight. a fun fight. Yeah, they're they're they are they don't ever have boring as, fights. As and, long as long as they don't start complimenting each other and talking, and you know it's going to be good. But that, it, they, they, they're, they're, does have the potential for that, right, well, Tony? Like where they just they're high five. Mr. Vlad, each other. So certainly, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen uh, Mr. Vlade do that quite often. Yeah. He's just such a good person. That yeah. great guy. He can't dislike the man. He's a good dude. Yeah. So do you, did you? Uh, See Verdum get knocked out? Yeah, I actually did. I watched it late because, uh, again, I had people in the gym Saturday night because I have absolutely no life. And then I had my brother's <laughs> birthday party. So uh, I ended up watching the uh, NCAAs, uh, which was phenomenal, the wrestling stuff. Yeah. For the first time, you know, everybody at the right, gym sure. got me in there. So they, there was something to watch. And, you know, Franco and Weidman, and, you know, I got a friend, Keith Rogers, they're obsessed. all big wrestling, obsessed. Obsessed. I mean, you know, I think they had a pool going or whatever, but, <laughs> but wow, what a high-level awesome wrestling. And, yeah. you know. It was a great tournament this year. Really, uh, Penn State crushed it, and, uh, you know, and uh, it's, you know, interesting to know, too, that Weidman, you know, he, he was in the semifinals twice, which is no easy pickings man so top of the food chain those yeah. guys are elite athletes yeah really really you get to see wrestling at the highest level and that's that was it was fun i, I enjoyed that and then i went home and uh yeah i watched uh i watched the manawa fight which i thought was really good entertaining and uh yeah the doom what a you know i thought it was a three-round fight i thought he won that fight easy and then nope yeah you nope. know what do you think what do you think changes from someone who's so dominant and then kind of just not so dominant anymore yeah you know what is it just it could be a lot of athletes is it um i was reading one article that that uh, and i don't don't know that Verdum was ever one of these guys that uh, was oh yeah just dominant dominant but well it was an article that 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 correlated um and maybe you might want to chime in on this uh mike It, it it correlated Usada somehow being like a a, a Brazilian diminisher. 
Uh, interesting. And, and, and interesting. You, you know, of, of it having that effect, it, it went on to to state, and this is again me reading it. Mm-hmm. Is is I'm a casual right. fan. You can be bullshitting me the whole time, and I I won't I won't know. But it was putting stats like this fighter was this dominant, and then. As soon as they uh, got a little more strict, they kind of disappeared. Yeah, and you I do mean, see some fighters that their bodies change. Reader Belfort, of course, yeah. is, the, is the most famous uh, for that, uh, having a complete body yeah, I, turnaround. I, yeah, I think it's a combination. But I think if you're around long enough, Father Time is eventually going to diminish undefeated. what you have. That's it. You know what Father I mean? Time, and, undefeated. And you never know when it is. But I think Verdum's definitely not a young guy, right, at this point? No. No, with 36, it, Yeah, that's you're getting up there, man. As a heavyweight, too. That's a big body taking a pound in right. the years. There can be a difference between a guy walking around at that weight, big man, and you know, and, and a guy who's buck 45 running around. Uh, at 37 years of age, it, it, Father Time will get to both. Tony, how, how yeah. do they compete? So, so what what changes from somebody who is getting older but still has those gifts? We're doomed. His, his his technique must be impeccable. Mm-hmm. How does somebody compete in in an industry that is that is tightening up uh, the supplements you take and, and that kind of stuff? Well, regarding the supplements, you know, Steve, I it, I would never. I wouldn't, you know, despite what the article said, and it, they may be completely correct, I'm, I'm not going to be one to call it a country or an individual. But what I will say that is, th- th- I've heard this before from some people, we're t- sp- talking specifically regarding uh, performance enhancement aids. Um, they, they, you're talking metamorphosis. I'm sorry, it, the people will disagree with that. If you've got an elite class level athlete that's working really hard, you're talking about substantive changes in human physiology and advantages. And so if you're taking someone that has been utilizing these particular substances and for a prolonged period of time and then removing them, there's going to be obviously a huge drop-off in performance, but not even a drop-off in performance to their previous levels prior to the ingestion of substances, probably below that. Because what these drugs do is generally suppress what your natural physiological physiological abilities are after right away after you get off of them for quite some time. So now the difficulty there becomes as follows. One, as you age, you become probably less motivated, probably less hungry, but it's the worst time to be that because you have to do everything right. Yeah. You and I were talking about and, this. And hour. exactly, and I think wow. that's where the Everything that's right. where you get where you want to start using something too, because you that's feel like you're point. losing it. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's so the older man. guys I'd be watching because right, their right. inclination now is to go, I need an edge up because they, they start in their head they go, I'm getting older. This guy's twenty four years old. I need I need that's an right. edge. That's right. And, they want to recover quicker, and that's recover quicker the other or something. Right. And I'll tell you what, uh, you have to look at the psychological effects. Yeah. Well, if you feel that you're just that little step slower or or you're just, you're doing a hundred percent but you're just a little slower and here comes a twenty four year old that you just... start mentally start breaking down. I think the interesting thing with Verdum, and I don't want to interrupt you because you're on a great roll over there, but the interesting thing with Verdum though is if that fight remains on the floor he has no problem. Mm. So when you like, as you get older, wherever your weak spot is, that gap is just going to get bigger and bigger. But Good where point, you have yeah. your pedigree, he could hmm. still hold his own right, with anybody right. down there. I mean, he controlled that whole fight on the floor. Just, 
strikes. He's back yeah, home. Yeah, yeah that's know? we're comfortable down there. Uh, exactly. They burn no energy. And Ray and I have actually seen this. This is really yeah. interesting to watch where we've monitored the guys. We've we've wired them up with heart rates. And mm. heart rate monitors because yeah. I like to do that and we look at right. recovery methods and everything and you'll see that independent of the condition if a guy who is a great wrestler goes to the ground at a torrid pace their heart rate declines if they stand up okay and they're not comfortable there and they don't like being there yeah. and it's and and there's a very slow pace going on not a lot of exchanging their heart rate might be equally high to the torrid pace at wrestling or even higher because this is to Ray's point. When somebody is at home somewhere, they're comfortable. Yeah. It's they're a psychophysiological without response. question. Yeah, and you We're saw absolutely and you saw without last question. Night. He he controlled that thing on the floor. That's right. Yeah. You know, with it's a really giant. Yeah. You know, so it's a combination of things. But again, I still think it's mentally you start looking for an edge. You know, what what bothers me more than and and I got to tell you. Now, it's not acceptable, but it's at least understandable. When you're 22 and you're yeah, doing that, yeah, that's yeah. not understandable to me. I mean, you're pissing vinegar. Right. I mean, like, even if you look at those guys wrestling last night, I mean, they are jacked. They're jacked. They're and they are so you're absolutely. saying that there, 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 there would be a difference between taking them to stay competitive and taking them to just cheat, to just be right, almost out of malice. As a kid, a 22-year-old, 23-year-old, to take them, knowing that you just turned yeah, you into a superhuman. Yeah. Where someone who's in their 40s, uh, well, an yeah. Anderson Silva, this exactly, was a conversation yeah. that people had. He wants had to when extend he, his career. Mm -hmm. When he was you know, like, it's I almost, just can't look, recover look, as quickly. It, look, right. it's almost like an actor. What, what, what do you see these guys? You know what I mean? You see them on TV. They have hair on their head. They have no wrinkles. You know, they right. go, they, but that's acceptable because that's right. what they do for a living. Exactly. The yeah. problem is then you meet these guys in person. They, it looks like out of uh, Vincent Price's House of Horrors. Uh, I mean, that is not a pretty, that is not a pretty yeah, right. look up close in person. I'm not, but uh, on, on the screen, agree more. you know, no, seriously. I, when I met, I, I, sorry to interrupt. I mean, it's the way, House of Wax. Perfect I mean, <laughs> example. And I'm not, this is not going to go over well. Yeah. But when I saw Stallone in person, yeah. I was going to ask him what year he died. Yeah. That's, and I got to tell you. I, and I love him, I but saw, I, he did not. I, 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 that's I, not going to be Tony sees Stallone and starts instantly performing I, CPR. Yeah. He did not. He, to Ray's point, and he I didn't look the same. I got to tell you, man, and I saw screen. Chuck Norris backstage, and that had to be 10 years ago. And I'm agreeing with what he's. It wow. was just, yeah. But you would never know on TV. But, again, we're going. But back to my point. That's what they do for a living. You get all the surgeries you want. I I, I kind of get it. I, I don't totally want to do it, it, but I kind of totally. get it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. you know, me and Tony aren't kids anymore. And, they, you know, there is a little bit like, wow, what if I did just do something? And if I got that's the what extra, you do for a right. living. And I, even for me, if I did it, it would be to keep up with the younger guys training. It's not even for me. Right, right. It's If this is what I have to do to prolong my career... I might think about it. I'm not going to do it, right. but I might Same think. It. I'm just saying I can understand it's it. It's so tempting, right? You know? right. It's tempting yeah, when you see people change. In, you know, and, and literally, again, I, I, I heard a podcast where someone was saying that the the effects of performance enhancement drugs are overrated. The only people that I've ever heard say that are the people that've been on them their whole life. Right. If they're so overrated, go off of them. Right. Okay, I, I, over and over again, people that I know have never stopped using them. Oh, they, they're, they're really blown out of proportion. Yeah. Well, it, it is tempting. I've been doing, I've been training, and people accuse me of it all the time because I'm going to be 53 years old and I'm doing wacky stuff. But what they never take into account is, what do you think, I'm, I'm going for a second doctor degree, 
my all of my education is in science. I hang around with scientists. I hang around with the best skill coaches in the world. The point to that is I'm learning every possible thing I can in order to, it, with the best practices, try to delay this. And and the difficulty is is not in the just the act of delaying it, performance that is, or, or regression, I should yeah. say. It becomes is. As you like, hey, I'm 37. I've been sucking weight since I'm 20. I don't want to do this anymore. So there's a divergence. It's the exact time. You could be 22, go out and come into the gym drunk and you're going to fight well from the night before. That's physiology. But as you're 37 and you're tired, now is the time where you can't miss massage. You can't miss stretching. You can't miss a meal. You can't miss yoga. You have to sleep nine hours or whatever it is you want to do to continue to enhance performance. There's a div- that's where the divergence is. I'm tired. I don't want to do 30 things. Well, you got to do 30 things a day. Well, to hang it becomes in there. a performance enhancing behavior. Perfectly stated. I, I have yeah. not heard that. It's performance enhancement behavior and practice. Absolutely, you have to do everything to hang in there, and that's hard after you're doing you're fighting it's for 25 because, years. Well, because at some point it's it's uh, it's maintaining. It's not even enhancing. Well, that's it's a just, fair point. It's right, just maintaining, right. holding on. It, yes. it's, it's it's holding on. Don't yeah. let it slip away as fast. Maintain and that could be incredibly uh, frustrating for somebody who this is all they know. You talk to a lot of fighters. I talk to a lot of fighters. Yeah. Some people, there are some people who fight, and then there are fighters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and for the ones who you talk to who are fighters, this is how they identify themselves. This is how they qualify themselves. This is how they value themselves. And if that starts slipping, you could see the, the I can psychological see effect yeah, yeah, yeah. Without it has. Question. And we yeah. all know cases where that's really sad. Yeah, you know that's the problem when you when your identity is wrapped up in that, you're not doing it anymore, and you know. Uh, when does that end? You we know, see in every sport, right? Every or, sport, yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother discussion, <laughs> really. Is. Folks, you're listening to MMA and Beyond. We've made it to episode eight. The brilliant minds you're listening to is Ray Longo, Fight Shape Tony, Fight Shape Ricci. You can check him out at Fight Shape underscore Ricci on Instagram. Of course, Ray Longo. You can find at Ray Longo MMA, and you can find me at Steve Maraboli. We, of course, we have. Mike Rosigliano oh. in the house. Mike, share share what your contact. You know what? For a while there, while Tony, while, for a while there, while Tony was talking, I really thought he left. I really was like I wasn't looking, and he I was like, have that effect. I wasn't looking, but I was hoping like when I turned around, he wasn't there. But he's he's here. Go ahead, he's say something here. to the, wait, say something wait, to everybody. Tell, tell the fans how yeah. they could connect with you, sir. M as in Michael. Oh, uh, he's doing this again. He never changed it. Last week he said he was going to change it. He did not. We had someone who referred to you as one of our feedbacks as empty. I respect you a lot, but you don't learn your lesson. It's really obviously. I thought that he would have changed it, and so I gave him the opportunity. Again, he's bringing up this complicated way to contact Because not really. I apologize. All right, so keeping on this topic – we had uh, Adrian from San Diego. And thank you, everyone, who, who sends feedback. You can send feedback through MMAandBeyond.com or contact any of us through uh, social media, and uh, we will try to get to as many uh, questions as we can. This one comes from Adrian from San Diego who, who asks, should marijuana be considered a performance-enhancing drug? Tony, you uh, You know, I've discussed this recently, Adrian. Great question. And I say absolutely. I'm not an expert on the biochemistry and all the mechanisms. Let's talk about that first, of exactly what THC is going to do, CBD is going to do, how it's going to be processed, which is converted into what. Um, and, 
However, I would say uh, absolutely not. And and when people will talk about it, first of all, we do know that motor skills, with THC particularly, the smokable kind, will probably decline substantively, sure. right? Sure. So that's out. You're not enhancing your performance in that regard. If you're saying, well, it may help mitigate pain, uh, so does ibuprofen. So does, right. Right? So then let's throw that out the window. If you're going to say it, it, it which I've heard the arguments, well, it helps these athletes sleep. That help, helps them recover. There's, then get rid of melatonin, get rid of those CDs that play the ocean for you at night and stop right. meditating, you know. So right now, I don't see any way uh, that performance is enhanced by marijuana. For me, it's a, it's an issue that should be related to law and the legality uh, and state and federal governments. And I don't know why... Uh, if you're in a state that has legal use of marijuana, you should not be penalized by USADA as an athlete, in my opinion, for usage of that. There, I don't see the advantages as an ergogenic aid at all. I and, think and it's I crazy. And I think even the athletic commissions are kind of in line because they did raise the limits to... That's right. That's right. And know. that's fair. Good point. I mean, either... Do uh, you have to be smoking right before going Yeah, if you're not like Tommy that. Chong or Chief right. Marin, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should be fine on that test. But I mean, you know, obviously those <laughs> yeah. guys... Ray and I are old timers. Those yeah, are, yeah, those yeah, nobody even knows what the hell we're talking about. About, about 40 but, uh, years ago. Yeah, but those those guys, I think, wouldn't would would <laughs> fail the test. But then more normal people, those you know, there's a lot of people smoking weed, and that, that nobody's failing the test. So you know, I've no far. Well, we just had yeah. one. Um, oh, uh, de- what's her name? Uh, one uh, night, she yeah, trains she's out at, for six months. Yeah, now. yeah, she trains oh, at. Yeah, Cavalli. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Debbie? Like, or yeah, like but nice she girl. must have. Yeah. Uh, in order for again, in order for that no, to happen, you have you have to have a pretty recent. Within yeah. the fight, like, it, and I got to tell you, I mean, I think it's more anxiety uh, suppressing. I think that's where it comes in, almost like a Xanax. I mean, but in the, I, I, you think you're right, Ray. In the CBD know, form, however, yeah. in the THC form, for many people, it, 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 it enhances anxiety. Yeah. But I, and, I, and but, again, I'm going to say that you have to really overdo it to yeah. to get popped at this point. So right, and even if it if it, it quelled anxiety to an extent simultaneously it's impairing other abilities right so if, if it's quelling anxiety in daily life i have certainly no objection yeah. to it i think it's crazy to 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 have it as listed in in performance enhancement. well it's choice. only if it's quelling you know this if it's quelling anxiety which it does it absolutely quells anxiety it's because it's numbing the systems it's it's not because it's actually doing anything <laughs> right, to right, the anxiety. Right. It's because it's, it's not like you know, it's, but the point it's numbing the system. It's not enhancing. it's not enhancing. I'm just you. being a devil's right. advocate. But without that, if you were having a panic attack, you'd be shut down completely. So it could it could suppress something, but you're still able to perform. It, That's you're the able to perform. You know I mean, and, and it's a, a panic attack. You are shutting down, and there's nothing you can do. You're freezing. Yeah, you're freezing. So I think, you know, like, again, you're right. It might suppress other things, but I got to tell you, man, I've, I've watched people roll, and they, they are, they're, they're not suppressing anything. They, they, <laughs> the are, they are functioning pretty good, but these are guys that have probably been smoking weed for well, about that, 49 right. years. You, you, you know what that, I mean? Like high tolerance. Yeah, yeah, right. So, I mean, functional yeah, at you know. that level, correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Mike? I, you know what? i tell you something. I... Um, Tyler from Spokane. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, sorry about that. No. <laughs> I mean, you got to get quick. Come yeah, on, you got to come on. You know what? This is a serious yeah. show. Now. Listen, I, um, Were you going to say you've never smoked? Never. Smoked? Ever. My life. How about eating? Or... Nope, nothing. That's impressive. Ever. Wow. Mm. Ever. Never, never done a drug other than prescribed by a doctor. Ever in my life. 
So I, I don't really have much to say on the subject. That's why I kind of just not. But I'd like All to right. introduce you to Dr. Vinny Bumbats because he <laughs> might he can prescribe it for you right now. <laughs> And I'm just going to throw this whole show in the shit tonight because <laughs> I think I'm wacky. <laughs> and thanks again, Adrian from San Diego. And again, anyone else who wants to uh, send some questions, send them through our social media connections or through MMAandBeyond.com. You could always reach us at MMAandBeyond.com. Mackenzie Dern's coming back. They're doing it quick. This goes back to what we were talking about. But you know why she's coming back quickly? Because she puts asses in the seats. Goes right back to what we were talking about. Quick turnaround for her. She's um, she's fighting in Rio de Janeiro at uh, UFC 224. Going on those super fight things. Mighty Mouse uh, and and TJ Dillashaw still talking about this uh, this super fight. We the reason I bring it up is because over the past few weeks we have been talking about this model, this UFC model of super, super fights. fights. Yeah. And this seems to be the conversation, even from that to Bisbing and Rockhold feuding on Twitter. You, you want to file it in the who gives a shit section. However, what they're doing and the reason they're doing it is because they're trying to create interest in a fight. But, but that, that feud is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, I mean, is. everybody has a kryptonite. And I'll tell you right now, Luke Rockhold, his kryptonite <laughs> is Michael Bisbing. I mean, he got... Hammered after his that loss. I mean, Bisbing was relentless. So I don't think that guy's ever been the same. I mean, that press conference was strong argument that he hasn't been. The yeah, same. and that but that press conference was a comedy classic. I mean, you cannot beat that if you want entertainment value. Go back and crisis. you know. It you know, was when, evident when, that when, prior when, to when, when Rocco said, so "I'll fight you right now." Yeah. You can't, you idiot! You were just knocked out. You're suspended. I mean, that he was. Bisbing is he is hysterical. He's quick, he's no, no, he's, he's good. He irked him before he got knocked yeah, out. Yeah. What, what was the, was the, the, the quote that they said? Well, Chris Weidman said what it's like to be to lose to, to Luke Rockhold. He says, "Imagine losing to Michael Bisping." Oh yeah, no, it's I mean, a, between the three of them, they have something going on. But I mean, the Bisbing Rockhold dynamic, I, I I find to be hysterical. So do I. They they are. I did. There's no joking with that. I think those are two guys. I don't even know if Bisbing really dislikes him. I think Rockhold can't stand without. I, Bisbing, that's my but, best. Case. And, that, it's, and that almost fuels the fire for right. Bisbing just to torture him. I could be yeah. wrong, but it looks like contempt at this oh, point. Oh my God! On be, Luke's behalf. Yeah, right. I think Michael. Bisbing is is he he has that kind of sense of humor and 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 he'll 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 break bust your chops similar to like a Chael Sonnen. Where he'll bust your chops, but doesn't really mean it. As no, much. I, I gotta tell you, man. He knows he gets under your skin, and he's gonna play that. I, I love him. I really like the guy a lot, and you know, and even like I don't know him that well, but uh, I I really do like him as a person, which seems weird because he's he's brash, but you know, like if he's busting my balls at the end of the day, how's the family? Yeah, how's Matt's family? You know, he does. You know, he's a good dude, yeah. man. You know, but you think he'll fight again? Ah. Uh, I think he's got the potential for one more fight. I don't know if it'll happen, but he's got the potential for one more fight for sure. If he gets the right dance partner, he's jumping in there for sure. You know, so uh, we'll see. I, I mean, like, again, I don't think he's got anything to prove. He's got a big, a long career. He's done great. Great he became story, the champ. Man. Great story. I just, I don't like, you know, like, his health. And, you know, he's a fighter, man. He is a fighter. But, you know, 
I hope his eye is okay. And, you know, these are things that 10 years from now, Absolutely. when you look yeah. back for an extra couple of hundred grand, I don't think would be worth it. Yeah, so. and I think that he, I think he sees that. And he's also, yeah. I listened to, he has a podcast. I listened to his podcast. Well, I mean, the guy was a genius. He held on to that title without fighting for about 23 <laughs> years. I mean, he, he, he was, the guy's unbelievable. It, it, it's, uh, it, I'll tell you, he's, um, uh, he's he's got it figured out. He he knows what he wants to do. He he has a good plan, and and if he does if he does fight again, then then uh, hopefully he picks it out. Right. He, he's a great guy. And what did he say? I think his kid went to train with somebody else. But that's that. Like again, and who who wouldn't do that to their father? You know, what yeah. I mean, he's a he's a family guy, man. He goes through the same shit everybody else does with their kids and stuff. And you know, he's he's able to laugh about it. But that was a great scene when he won and he had his family in there. And he I was don't know. so excited. It was the last minute thing. His whole family was there. It had them come into yeah. the octagon, and it was uh, it, it really was. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but he's just one of those guys. Even if he was absolutely torturing me, I would I would find it entertaining somehow. I don't know. They're far and few in between, but I, I just I find the guy funny, man. Yeah. I really do. I, I love him. I've been a fan of him. Yeah. And it, he, he has a way about it that's not rough around the edge when he when he does joke. It, it, there's it, there's sarcasm in it. I can see him getting to some people, but it, it, there's it, it's still round around the edges, if you will. It does yeah. it doesn't really grade me in the wrong way. I like him. I, he's you been know, a great. Was Chris game. ever close to fighting him? I don't think so. No. I don't remember anything like that. I don't think he was ever close to fighting him. It's funny how that tide shifts, too, where he jumped in at the last minute because Chris yeah, yeah. couldn't, you know, exactly. crazy the way things happen. That's why you always got to be ready to go. Yeah, that's exactly and, right. And uh, yep. no risk, no reward, and that exactly. guy, he deserves it, you know. But, you know, he's he is the type of guy, if he wasn't, Busting your balls, I, that that's when I would worry. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like, right. you want it. He's mean, indifferent to yeah, you. Yeah, it's like the guy at the party. Like, you <laughs> right. know, like, even though we might have a drinking problem, like, there's certain guys, if you're not drinking, don't even come to the party. You know what I mean? Because right. they're just funny and, you know, they get everybody going. So I should and, feel pretty good that you constantly torture me. And if you didn't torture me, I'd, I'd, I'd be worrying. Ray is wondering how you just made this about you. Seriously, can you help me out here? Can you help Tony? (laughs) Jump in. What what just happened? Holy uh, crap, I felt like we were on such a roll. Yeah, well, I guess you're Biz Bing and he's you, is what he's trying to say for the moment, right? Is that the analogy? Well, the analogy is, you know, if if I'm being ignored, there's something wrong. Oh, exactly. You absolutely torture me. So I think I'm in good standing here. Yeah, I call this the Don Rickles effect. I love you with all my heart. I know you do. I just do this out of Yes, that's all. It's coming from a place of love. I know. We have, and I'm glad that we have uh, Fight Shape Ricci here. We we asked this question, and we we, we allude to it. Uh, do we really have to wait for someone to die in the UFC for the rules to change in weight cutting? Oh, uh, that's all, Tony. Well, oh, well, here, oh, here it is. <laughs> He's Hello. Adjusting. He's adjusting. Go. That, means, that means I'm leaving. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Ray, Ray, Ray has to go potty. There you go. Ray. Right, go <laughs> so now you know. You <laughs> UFC, someone heavy gotta question. die. Yeah, heavy question. The, the question I think, Steve, though, is, what do we, you know, where do we move the rules to then? Um, what are the solutions to that? First, you got it, one championship uh, who's who's. One championship, yeah, with they're, broader they're, spacing in the and in, in the classes, correct? Right, right, right. Broader spacing, and they have uh, cancellations. If you're not making, you're you're you have to make weight. You can't have dramatic fluctuations. Uh, 
athletes are required to compete basically at their walk around weights. Right, right. And so uh, can, can the UFC do something like that? It's not easy. Is it I in mean, their interest to do something like that? My guess is probably tough for me to say because I don't run the UFC. I don't know what their interest is. I don't know their books. I don't know their financials. You know, it could jeopardize some matches. It can promote new matches. But here's the thing. Um, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You, in, in, I get it. You're, you're a 24-year-old, 25-year-old fighter. You fight hard. You eat well. You bust your hump. You've probably been re- Some guys have been wrestling since they're 9, 10. They're already tired. They're already burnt out. They want to fight. They have a hard camp. And then they go to Acapulco for two months and drink like fish and, and eat horribly. And that's what's got to stop. I am not saying that there are not challenges in the weight cutting practices and the weight cutting procedures, but we are, there are systematic strategies you can use to keep the procedure quite rational. And there has to be caps within the camp. And what I mean by caps is, you know, we got to know. I mean, when, when, if you got a 185-pound fighter, even if they don't have a fight, but there's something potentially there in three months, four months, five months, there's got to be a ceiling. You hit 208, you hit 209, we stop. We keep it there. Uh, there are so many ways to monitor this, but what it does, it requires that the fighter practice certain behaviors. We're going back to that behavior. Round. That's what it is. This is not the danger in the weight cut is not the danger in the cut. It's the danger in not preparing for the cut. Okay, so we can formulate. I do this with all the guys on the team. And Ten weeks out, I know exactly how much body fat they have on them. I know exactly what body fat they fought at the previous fight. So I know how much we got to take off. I know how many pounds and how long we can it takes, take, how, about how long it's going to take. It's not perfect, but we have a projection. Simultaneously, I can also predict, hey, if we take off 14 pounds of fat, we may lose two or three pounds of muscle. That's consistent, right? Then here's where their water level is. Here's how much water we can safely pull. This is not a practice that is god-awful. What's god-awful is when they're starting the weight cut, coming in at 25, 30 pounds up and trying to pull that in two, three weeks. Well, because again, you go back to, and this is, this is my world, where you're, you're not only changing a diet, you're changing a behavior. So that means you're probably they say 21 which is complete horseshit you're you're more like 30 days away from establishing even a new behavior right, so your right. your okay. your body's not only adjusting to the physiological response to a new diet but it's also adjusting to the psychological response of a new behavior got it yep. i don't know that fighters think about that no they probably and that's that's an, a wonderful point and the problem with eating is you know we got to do it five or six times a day it's actually fun Bad food feels good and tastes good. Right. So that's very difficult to get a fighter to commit to that on any behalf. But there are strategies in which we can implement that. We're not saying that I, I am not one that thinks if you're a middleweight at 185 pounds, you need to be walking around at 191 year round. You absolutely don't. But we have to keep things in check. And there are certain behaviors, certain training practices that could be done that, by the way, are not extremely intense. Okay, that allow the body to rest simultaneously. If you integrate three or four of the right strategies in between fights, the cut itself should not be that drastic. And it should be relatively safe. On the other end, we also inherently assume that if somebody is 185 and fights at 215, that they're going to perform better. Well, that's, that's not a, a given either. It may right. be unfair to the fighter who's fighting at 205. It may be an advantage. Because... 
if that fighter had a camp in which they were training at 205, 208, most of that camp, and performing beautifully. This is something Ray and I try oh, to yeah. do. All what the is the weight throughout camp? Right. They are optimal, and they're marrying speed, power, strength, endurance. And we look at that weight, and we try to target it. Well, if that fighter was fighting wonderfully at 208 throughout camp, and they go up to 216, we inherently assume that's an advantage. It may not be. They're probably going to gas relatively rapid. They may lose some. Now, they'll have more power but they may lose endurance, they may lose speed. So the two ways to look at this, I think, regarding the weight cut is, and I know it's hard, it's easier for me to say, but you know what? I practice it every day. Right. I, I, I have to do it too at, at an old age if I wanna have a th 29, 30 inch waist, all right? We all have to do it. So if the right behaviors are there, the cut should never be life-threatening. And then inherent is, I have no issue with the UFC saying, if you're an 85er, we don't want you more than 206. That's up to them. That may not be a bad concept. But we also have to realize, too, not everyone's doing themselves justice right. from 85 to 215. They may be hindering their performance as well. Do you take a look at, because you're a lifelong nerd, do you take a look at the forensics of a failed weight cut? So regarding the forensics, everything that literally no, no, the went... People, the people, yeah, the people who, who, are, who, are, who are failing at these weight cuts, mm -hmm. uh, hospitalized for mm -hmm. weight cuts, etc. Do you take a look at them and see what where the wheels fell off? Well, I, again, if I'm not inside the camp, I would never know, but I will try to make physiological predictions. Let's say that we had someone... You bring up a really wonderful point because weight cut history is vital. You, you've got people that it's, that it's, it's, it's vital. It's like a pattern. They're scaling so. and they're, they're, they're texting people, hey, I'm going to do your weight cut for you. They know nothing about them. All they do is send them the diet, send them a, a hydration protocol, the weight cut history. So you, to your point, if, if I'm going to work with somebody, I try to prognosticate where it went wrong if I'm looking at it from the outside. But we all know. We've all been in camps. And no one knows what went on in the camp. They yeah, assume that, they the went other, on. Yeah, you really but you just don't know. To your point, Steve, which is a wonderful point, if I have the opportunity to work with somebody, I want to know the first time they lost two pounds and I don't care if it was nine years old. Right, right. That type of extensive history is going to have a big role in their strategy, not only in the strategy, but the potential to pull Eight, their nine, environment, ten pounds of fat. How they do anything else, exactly. and how you do everything. Exactly anything right. is how you do everything. How they do anything else, and uh, and then you might have somebody who has a, a a physiological difference. It might take them a little longer. They might have a different psychological effect on losing that weight. Again, you go back to how people value and see themselves as, as far as that point. goes. Yep. There's a lot that goes uh, that goes with this, and some some people who might feel fragile at a certain weight. Who, who are experiencing these kinds of psychological point. traumas uh, along the way. Yeah, it, it's very complicated. It, I'm yeah, not saying it's, it's easy. Lot, a lot of variables. Right, I'm just saying, right, the danger zones Which is why have been from poor behavior. Right. Or, hey, can you, it's one size Thursday, fits all. do you want to fight tomorrow? Right, one size or, fits all. Uh, without you know, question, it's like telling somebody every every 10-year-old yeah. wears a size 5 shoe. That's not how yeah, that works. Right. And, and so sending exactly. these diets like, oh, I got you, this is your fight diet, it's not knowing any behavior, or any physiological or psychological uh, issues. Nothing. Yeah, no training volume, no total caloric expenditure. They just throw all, you know, and they throw all that out. And by the way, just to your point too, the gender differences are tremendous. As sure. a matter of fact, I just finished writing with a good friend, Phil Derue, a, a weight cut book, and realized through the book, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta write a whole new one for women. 
it, it would be it's unfair for me to try to it, I've it's had a, endless a conversations about this with Jenny yeah my dear trainer who yeah. I love so much Jenny Nadell who is three weeks out from fight and looks amazing oh, she, she, she who's more dedicated is, than Jenny I mean, I mean, she, <laughs> she, works, amazing, she works man. her ass off she is that's she what I'm champion saying. inside there, and outside there is no the shortcut there that, that, and I think that's the biggest thing there is just no oh, shortcut with anything, you she know knows I mean? nothing but everything that she has to be. She is done. a yeah. fighter, man, and I and agree. Absolutely love it. I want to get some more, uh, some more feedback. This is a great topic, and of course, I'm sure we'll hit on it some more. It's always going to be a, a topic, and of course, always when you around. you're working on a book, sir. Yeah, yeah, it's called uh, Systematic Strategies and Weight Cut, and and it's really fun. What it is is it's just going to give a, a very high thirty thousand foot view, if you will. It's conceptual. In better words, if it's not for experts. It's not for people that have been working with, uh, you know, uh, in weight cut procedures for 20 years. It's going to be for someone in the beginning. And it's going to say from the day your fighter steps in, here are all the things we have to address from assessment to camp management to cut week to rehydration. All the things that can go right, all the things that can go wrong. So it's a playbook, right? Football coaches have a playbook. Not everything works perfectly, but at least they have some plays. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep on this topic just a little bit. We're gonna go with uh, more feedback, and of course, feedback you can go to mmaandbeyond.com. That's mmaandbeyond.com, or you can contact us directly. You could uh, reach Ray Longo, Ray Longo MMA. That's uh, that's Twitter and Instagram. Of course, you can reach me, Steve Maraboli, one word, Twitter and Instagram. And Tony Ricci's got so many great things to say. You could check out Fight Shape underscore Ricci, and that's on Instagram and. Mike. I'm not even going to say it anymore. No, come on, <laughs> man. Sorry, no, forget it. Oh, Mike. Well, can I make uh, it? Listen, we, we uh, want to say it. That's, that's enough. We, on, uh, we, we, we side <laughs> once. Let's move on. Well, Let's can go. I make one more challenge? He lost his opportunity. Of course, yeah. of course. Oh, okay, so just a, a couple of great friends of mine, strength coaches, yeah. Dr. Corey Peacock, Hard Knocks 365, Phil DeRue, American Top Team, and World uh, WBO. World champion Chris Algieri, boxing, yeah, uh, sure. Welter. We've um, we've collaborated, and we are starting what's called the Fight Science Institute, and we are actually going to dedicate nothing but fight science research and uh, an actual certification we're developing, and that's an Instagram page as well, just called Fight Science Institute. And fight join us Science on there. Institute. Yeah, we, we put some cool stuff out. And, and of course, you're always welcome to come here and, and discuss when your book comes out. Uh, thank you. You guys are, are, are up and running. You're welcome back. We're going to take this uh, feedback from Jaden. Jaden's in uh, Arizona. Hey, guys, love the show. Please keep it going. I don't know if you guys can answer this, but I'm curious about training and fasting. Can I train and fast during the week? I read that fasting is great for you. Are there rules to this? Too many different opinions online. I just want a straight answer. Thanks. Uh, again, I mean, I'll defer this to Tony, but I just I do know a lot of people that fast and train, so it's definitely doable. Uh, I think they call it intermittent fasting. Yeah, so you, you, it's like not it's not fasting all day. Right, no, but it's right. it's a pretty it's long fast. It, 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 it's from yeah, dinner yeah. to midday next day. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, but I do know people that it's worked for. I think it's an individual thing. If it works for you, I think go for it. You know, do some research on it. Talk to somebody who's successful at it. I think that's that's always the best thing to do. Find somebody and then just ask them how they feel on it, what they've done, and. Uh, if that's your cup of tea, man, go for it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I don't, if Steven, is, I'm assuming Steven's a fighter. If you're not a fighter, then it's certainly 
is it can be very practical and you could apply it. What I would say is we get carried away when it comes to dietary protocols. This is my diet. I'm paleo. I'm zone. I'm right, Atkins. Right. No, no, no. There's no reason. What I tell people too. In, my in, sensei is better than your sensei. Yeah, you're there. Right. Right. So it has to be applied to everything. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's got to apply to everything. Oh, 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 oh you're on the uh, keto. It, it, no, it totally no, paleo. That. Yeah, that's right. it, buddy. And, and, yeah. and the truth is you could probably have a great deal of success two days a week doing four different diets. But my point to this is, it's Stephen, right? It's Jaden. Jaden, I'm sorry, Jaden. My apologies from Phoenix. Jaden, if on the days you're not training hard, that's where I would put it. If you have very high volume training days, you would probably expand your eating window a little bit more. So for example, maybe 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Okay, but then on days where the training volume is lower and maybe you're just doing weight training or you're off on a Sunday, then you can close the eating window, which is what intermittent fasting is. There's no specific scientific nomenclature or specific scientific definition at this time of what exactly intermittent fasting is. But in closing, shut your window down on a Sunday if you're not working out and eat from 12 uh, p.m. to 6 p.m. I've done that with a lot of fighters. If you have a midday week, a middle, uh, forgive, forgive me, a day in the middle of the week where you're not training hard, do the same thing. You don't have to intermittent fast every day. You can benefit from this is integrating it into a normal uh, MMA dietary training practice. It doesn't have to be seven days a week to advance the benefits that you can get from it. Yeah, it and I got to tell you, but what he's saying, what I like about it, experiment. Well, Try different exactly things. I mean, works look, for you. Yeah, exactly. that's right. That nutrient timing is critical. If I'm having a big workout... You know, I was feeling a little sluggish at times, but if I add a cup of, cup of brown rice, like a cup, which was always a lot mm -hmm. for me, I would always do like half a cup, makes a huge difference. When you Time, know you're exactly. going to push it for an hour, exactly, an hour, right? That's the point. it made a huge... So experiment. Try right. different things. You know what I mean? Exactly and right. You'll, you'll, you'll be surprised. Your body's going to respond. You're going to have great days. Take note of it. Take a journal. Take note, May take a journal. That's exactly. Huge. You know, that's huge. And then right you know. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I always say that when a guy has a great day of spawn, what'd you do? What'd you eat last night? How'd you sleep? How much water do did you that have? Again, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Rinse and, and repeat. Follow that pattern but again. Write it down and you'll you'll be surprised, man. You know, you'll yep. but for me it made a huge difference just by upping those carbs. But is intermittent fasting basically missing like breakfast? No, you could strategically place missed meals or meals wherever you want. It's the greater concern with it is the duration in which you're not eating to help the body enhance its capacity to burn fat would be one thing. There are arguments about how it releases growth, IGF and growth hormone, and you're going to get leaner and you're actually going to gain muscle. That That's nonsense, probably. I, that's highly unlikely. But really what it is, Mike, is you eat through a six-hour window. You want to make that six-hour window 8 a.m. to 2 p.m.? You can do that. You want to make that six-hour window 2 p.m. to 8 p.m.? You can do that. Wherever you want to put it. But the objective would be, and again, there's no clear duration either. Oh, it has to be 18 hours or it doesn't work. I mean, what kind of insane statement is that? Who you, on who? Everybody's you go right somebody back can to intermittent that, right. yeah somebody can intermittent you know Ryan Lafleur is an example that guy in, or Algeria they intermittent fast for one hour they're gonna deteriorate <laughs> okay because they're, I mean, they got, got a different Herschel metabolism Walker. remember years ago when Herschel Walker said he ate one meal a day everybody that's yeah, yeah right, right. 
Hey, you know what? It worked for him, man. You well, it mean? worked for him after years of not doing it. I see that all the time, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a vegetarian now in football, yeah, I, in yeah. professional football. After 20 years of lifting yeah. weights and eating 50 acres of steak, <laughs> right, okay, right. now I'm vegan. Well, that's because all the muscle, the power, yeah, the speed is well established. Yeah. So you can afford to do that. But, but so the, it's just a closed window. That's all yeah. it is. And you put that window wherever you want. And Jaden... You know, uh, to, to, to your point of there's too many uh, different opinions online, this, you just heard the reason why, because it, it's, it's very individualized. So pay attention to what works for you. As Ray yeah. said, take note. Absolutely. As, as yeah. Tony said, just, just keep changing. See what works for you, and you'll, and you'll be able to, uh, yeah. to answer this question and for just, yourself. Yeah, and, and research it, because it, it does say I just want a straight answer. It's, it's hard to give you a straight answer, but if you want a straight answer, Floss your teeth after every meal. That's the 100% <laughs> necessary and mandatory for good dental hygiene. That's a strays that's going to get everything else is going to be twists and turns along the way. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Hey, we, we talked about uh, USADA before, and uh, Tyler from uh, Spokane, Washington says, Hey, Steve. Hey, Ray. And... Empty Resig. I got Look at that. You See got that? a shout yeah, out. Yeah, Tyler, Empty. I like Tyler. it. Tyler, I'm a big Good fan man. already. All I'm right. a huge fan of yours, Tyler. He says, I saw that uh, Marco Reyes was caught doping by USADA. Does that change the record for uh, Frivola? Of course, Steamroller Frivola in, uh, in the camp. Does that change for his, uh, the record for the last fight? And what is your opinion? Uh, you know, I don't know what the rules are. It should absolutely change the record from the last fight. But I'm sure they're going to say it was after the fight he started the enhancing drugs. Not that he ever did it before. No, it was but just, he this, just is, decided this, is, this was really, this one I felt like I down, this, this one was heartfelt. I'll tell you two, a couple of things. Normally you read about a guy popping it, but yet, you know, a guy fails a steroid test, or, but you don't really know anybody involved. So you just mm -hmm. read it and you talk about it. But this one... I saw what that kid went through. He's a great kid. How much what a time great family. Energy. It was his the first support. loss. And I got to tell you, he didn't. T he took it hard. And, uh, and to go back and now know that this guy cheated, man. You cheated against a guy that was coming off the contender series that you had 10 times the fucking experience and you still felt the need to fucking cheat is mind-blowing to me. And, and if he saw the damage it did to this kid and how, how hard he took it, it just blows my mind. And, and again, you know what? I don't even know if it would have had a difference in the outcome. But you know what I do know? We don't know how that outcome would have been if Frivola right. did steroids. That's the difference. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because if you want to put Chris Weidman on a couple of rounds of fucking steroids, good luck, man. Good luck containing that guy. Right. That guy is super strong as it is. I can't imagine what that would look like. But I tell you, it's just not right. And because it... Because of the circumstances for this, really, it, 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 it sucks. Now it really hit home because it's your guy. He's a nice guy. Great kid. Great kid. Incredible Family. work ethic. Like, his why the work ethic tell yeah. and, and, and just I want to say this because Ray's dead on, okay? And I know, again, I've been around it a long time. Yeah. I know about it. Um, it it's, we're not dealing with, okay, a guy's taking steroids and he's standing next to another guy on a stage. You're punching right. him in the right. face. That is, you want to talk about danger and weight cuts? Yeah. Make sure you get this prepared because you put a natural athlete in there against a guy who's on drugs. And again, they're going to tell you, oh, it doesn't do that much. You still got to work hard. You know, you still got to do it. Look, a coal miner works hard. 
worked just as hard as an investment bank and a coal miner gets paid 80 grand a year, an investment banker gets 10 million a year. That's the difference. The pay is different. The same work, different pay. Right. All right? I know that, enough that's about another it. Good that's another good point. Huge. And that's the point is point. you're punching somebody in the face, and if they're not doing it and you win that fight and you are, don't flatter yourself. Yeah. Don't even pat yourself yeah, on right. the back because you had a huge advantage in recovery, in the capacity to train wrong and still get results, in the capacity to not sleep as much and still get results, in the capacity to miss meals and still get results. And the psychological edge, man. Yeah. Testosterone gives you confidence, period. Right. Okay, I've seen guys go from Godzilla to the Little Mermaid in three weeks once it, they went it off of it. It has been done time and go. time again. There are endless studies about the psychological effects of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really was. It it does I got to tell you, man. I, I mean, I really hope that the camps aren't behind this shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, God, like, is know, it a right? win at all cost mentality, or know. you know, you got a guy reading that fucking art of war, and they're gonna, you know, that's an advantage. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah, this is horse exactly. shit, man. It really is horse shit. I don't, Bull crap. I don't know why. Yeah, I couldn't agree I don't even with you how more. you could even feel good about that. Well, that's I what I'm really, saying. You know. If you want it, if you can conclusively prove your opponent wasn't on it, yeah. and you are, don't flatter yourself. Yeah. All right, because I'm tired of hearing about the edge that they don't really or, give. Or right, or that, or that you just started. If we're led to believe oh, yeah, that right. this is that, the first time yeah, you've exactly, ever. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's 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 unfortunate, and thank you so much for your your message. Yeah, great question, uh, Tyler. Tyler. We is. appreciate that so much. Of course, if you want to do feedback, feedbacks at MMAandBeyond.com. That's MMAandBeyond.com. Also, you can check us out on iTunes, and please tell everybody about it. We're grassroots. We're grassroots. We were picking up thousands of, of listeners, so thank you so much for those of you who are sharing. Don't forget that you could also, on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and we'll actually pop up on suggested uh, for other people who listen to sports podcasts, entertainment podcasts, MMA podcasts, etc. If you give us a five-star rating, we'll pop up on other people's uh, suggestions and, and we'll gain followers that way. We're still figuring out what we're going to do for listeners who send in questions that we get to. We're probably going to have a varying uh, degree of different uh, some sort of a, a award or prize closet kind of thing that uh, we'll send you stuff and we'll stay connected with you. And again, MMAandBeyond.com. So let's go with the with the uh, let's go with Whitney Whitney in Montana. Love to know that we're being listened to in Montana. Ray and Steve, what's your favorite workout outside of the gym? Outside of the gym, uh, have uh, you seen the outside of the gym? No, I actually <laughs> have. Yeah, right. Good no. question. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say that would still be gym related. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something not gym related and qualify my statement i'm going to say uh playing the guitar for me is uh, challenging and it's a mental workout and it's uh my form of uh kind of like, like meditation, meditation. Yeah. yeah so it's my time to get alone and to really challenge myself with some harder stuff every so often and i get to decompress because it's you know a lot of time in the gym and uh so i'm going to consider that a mental workout the guitar the guitar yeah and i like uh you know, not that I do it enough, but I, I, I'm a big fan of like qigong and that type of stuff, just to chill out. I think you know, practicing some form of mindfulness is huge. That I really haven't mastered yet, but that's where I'm. I think I'm heading in the future, man, because I just was just so stressed out all the time. Yeah, sure. It's run, run, run. I'm racing to get over here. I need to, I need to decompress. And I right now I do that by playing the guitar. And uh, when I get a chance, you know, a little little meditation i'm not good at it 
but uh, it's going to be something I concentrate on in the, in the future. And I love like a qigong type of workout where you're just practicing your breathing. Love it. And for for me, Whitney, I live in one of the most beautiful places on earth, and uh, I, I, close to my home, I have waterfront. If I drive a little bit south, I have the Atlantic Ocean. For me, the workout outside of the gym is just walking along the boardwalk, walking along the water. Sometimes I'll listen to the sounds of nature. Other times I'll listen to podcasts or or old MLK speeches or something nerdy wow. like yeah. that. So uh, for me, that's very yeah, meditative as well. Yeah. And uh, But I want to pass this along. Whitney, you didn't know who was going to be in studio right. today, that's but right. I want to pass Mr. this along. Ricci. Tony Ricci, of course, you could always reach Tony Ricci at fightshape underscore Ricci on Instagram and uh Tony, what's your favorite workout outside of the gym? I uh, just give me a track. Uh, nothing makes me happier than I've I've had a, a, a long stint of not being able to sprint. A couple of minor knee surgeries, cleaning up, and uh, had a couple of years down. But just put me on a track to run two hundreds and four hundreds, and when I can see my lungs expanding, I'm a real happy guy. Nothing makes me feel more alive than sprinting. Love it. Absolutely love it because it's also outdoors. Too. Sure, treadmill sprinting doesn't quite do the same, you know. No. What about those new video ones where you, you can you can be on video <laughs> right. and 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 kind of FaceTiming while on a treadmill with people around the world? Yeah, that's what I I'm love that's tech, why, but I'm getting that's, outdoors. That's why you have it's to. The Jetsons. That's why you have to chill out. I mean, it's just you, yeah, you, it just stress will kill you. Right. you, have, you have, to have to slow down, man. Somewhere along the line, especially as you're getting older. You got to chill out, man. Or you, oh, you're going to burn out, one or the other. And, yeah. you know, I think that to find that balance, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do right now. Not I, easy, it's, it's but a it's high important. pace, yeah. man. It's crazy. Yep. Especially we're talking about just with the schedule of yeah. four guys. And I really want to do the right thing by each and every guy. And, you know, that's always the, the balance to me is like, holy crap, am I doing the right thing? Because if I'm not, I'm just going to get out, you know. Or just cut it back to one guy or something like that. But you have to find that place. You have to yeah, find because yeah. you have to be psychologically right. And I think that's why like you see right, me yeah. working out a lot now because I feel so much better working out with the guys after a great workout. My mind is clear and and yeah, get you you know look, it's not rocket science. Get your sleep, drink your water, and eat right, and simple. you're on yep. your way, man. Trust there me. There are truths we know about health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. There that's are truths right. that we Fair that aren't debatable. Four or five yeah. major tenants, yeah. and then after that, yeah, you whether got you're it. intermittent fasting or not, right. twenty-five Snickers bars and a right. ding dong and a ho ho <laughs> is not going to do it when you're working out. Hard. Ain't that America, <laughs> Mike Sigliano? Uh-oh. When you're not in the gym, yes, sir. What is your favorite workout? Wait, hold on. When he's not in the gym. What are you? Hey, are you how I have tendinitis. Oh, okay. Tendinitis. He said not last week. Gym. Where is that tennis? You help me out. You help me out. That's right. Correct? I gotta get that right. Good, yes. But I would say, this I would say, <laughs> Ramon. I would say, okay. going going to the club, chipping and putting with headphones on. There you go. I can listen hey, to some music nice. or a podcast, right. yeah. and I just the make yeah. the fifteen footers and try and make the fifteen right. footers. And he is an unbelievable. I will give is it up to him. Oh, phenomenal. Wow. What I hear, not that I've seen it, but I, reliable people have told right. me absolutely phenomenal. There you go. There you go. How's there that feel? How was that? How was that? That was, that that was, that was beautiful. How was that? You're a good man. Yeah, that's, I know you. I like I it. It's Came the one-minute manager. Strong. I got to scold you, and I got to build you. I know. You and like I got to scold you, and I got to build you. I know. Jump. Steve, does that work? Is that a good it, it, practice? It, it, I, oh, I, he I loves like that it. book, I bet, the one-minute manager. It's a classic I, from my course. time when I was doing <laughs> <Okay>. accounting. <laughs> I call you a piece of shit, then I tell you you're great. It's, it's, uh, I lived it in the military. There it's, you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. 
<laughs> it's yeah. it's it's just like uh, you know you, you have these the people who are praising you in the next minute you yeah. say something and they didn't want to hear it yeah. and they'd be like maraboli if i wanted to hear from an asshole i would have farted yeah. and they say shit like that and then the next minute they're praising you again There's only two things from port washington maraboli <laughs> right. take a guess what they are <laughs> it's the truth it's it's the truth let's just before we close let's just get to evelyn evelyn in oregon uh i wanted to get to your uh, question she says, how do you get your fighters to follow the game plan, and does it anger you when they don't? Great question, Evelyn. A lot of screaming, and it only angers me when they don't win. When they win, it doesn't matter what game plan they follow. They're a, they're a genius, and it goes back to then again, the one-minute manager. But uh, when it goes right, whatever game plan they chose to follow is the right game plan. But, well, is this uh, the game plan in the, in the octagon, or – when you're training someone, it doesn't seem to me that when you're training someone, if they're not following the game plan, they're going to be around too long at Sarah Longo. Well, no, that's that's if they're not following, if they're not training correctly. That's, yeah, that's different. That's different, not the sorry. game plan. But the game plan is That's we trained and trained and trained. I got into the octagon and did something no, completely. Like nice the guy. game plan okay. is like your jujitsu sucks and you're taken down a jujitsu guy and you get submitted when you know right, you should have right, never right, even done it. that. That that would be not following the game got plan. You Has that happened mean? often? Where someone doesn't follow a game plan, because I would imagine the excitement and emotion of it all. Um, no, nah, not really. You know, they, they, these guys are because they go through like a, a good six, eight week camp. Right. They kind of know what they have to do. And look, and look, the game plan is only as good as the fighter you have. That's the right. first thing I've been saying this forever. If a guy can't wrestle and the game plan is to stop the takedown, well, what the fuck is the game plan? There is no game plan because right. he he can't do what you you know he has to do. So I mean, with all things being equal and he's great everywhere then there is a game plan where you're going to up your chances of winning you know what i mean if the guy's a striker put him on his back if the guy's a wrestler keep it standing up you know what i'm saying so so coachability becomes huge their, their coachability, ability to coachability. to hear what you and matt are saying coachability in the is Tremendous. huge man you see it in the corners man a lot of times uh there's adjustments made and there's a lot of great corner people out there that make those adjustments. And the one I can't think of what fight, it might have been Frankie and Cub Swanson. I don't know, but I remember Matt telling me, Hikado made a huge adjustment on just which way to put your head when you're passing, and it makes the world a difference. And it's, uh, listen, man, it's, you know, like, again, you have to be coachable, but Frankie listened, and it, it worked out phenomenal for him. And th there was a time I had Ali Quinter in the corner with me, I think we were in Canada, and uh, Costa Filippo was fighting Jared Hammond. And Costa was a great striker, and uh, he knocks him down. He decides to go on the floor with him. I'm like, dude, don't, he's going to recover. Me and Al are on the top of our lungs screaming, stand up. Stand. I mean, it took us, seemed like 10 minutes, but it was probably like 20 seconds. Then he finally stood up, and then the guy gets up on rub rubbery legs, and Costa gets two free shots on him. Boom, the fight's over. But that's, you know, for Cost, that's where he wanted to fight. Why are you going to the floor? You know, so, but he did listen, he but it recovered. took, it right. took, it. we were screaming. I right. mean, you could ask Al, but, you know, but once that guy got up, man, he unloaded on him because the guy didn't have his wits about him, so. It's very interesting when you talk about coachability also because you wonder how many fighters uh, would go and do, make a, make a psychological mistake in the octagon and lose and then blame the coaches. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe maybe that happens with fighters who jump around to different coaching camps. Maybe well, they, sometimes they it's that. the coach's fault. Though, so I've, yeah. I've taken responsibility a couple of times. Yeah, I tell you, a great example too was that last fight with O'Malley and the Thai guy Sukatoth or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the he, guy had a broken leg. He couldn't finish the fight. This guy's taking him down. I mean, <laughs> that's an uncoachable guy. Yeah. That is insane. Perfect example. Like that. That that's where he's not following the game plan. And to your question. Evelyn, does it anger you? That would drive me off the. I I I'd jump off a bridge as that guy's <laughs> coach. I mean, I just gave away a fight. Exactly. You know, so whatever. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of times it works out good, but you know, what works out well is MMA and Beyond podcast, yeah. folks. Thank you so much for listening today. We made it through the eighth episode. Again, I want you to check out MMAandBeyond.com. Also, on iTunes, share, tell everybody, social media, everywhere. Let everyone know where they can find us, and we appreciate it greatly. Our guests today, Tony Fight Shape Ricci. You can check out Fight Shape underscore Ricci, uh, and, or you can check out our Twitter, me or Ray's. We'll have uh, links to everybody. And also, MMA and Beyond episodes on iTunes. I make sure that we have every link to everything that we talk about uh, on the, in the description. If you, want, if you have any suggestions, any advice, uh, listen, we are uh, approachable. Let us know how we can make this podcast even better for you. It's MMA and beyond. Everybody, thank you so much for today. Right, thank this you. Was, this Thanks go to you guys. It was great to be here. Thank Always you. Always a joy. <laughs> and I want to thank is. Tyler from Spokane for actually <laughs> acknowledging right, my something. existence. Thank you, Tyler. Throwing a bone Spokane. is uh, what man. comes to mind right now. I love it. MMA and beyond. We'll talk to you next time.